0: Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. We are a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Each week we get into what God is doing among us, what he is saying through his word, and why we should be excited about where he's leading us. For more information about Catch the Fire and giving to support this ministry, check out our website and our Church Suite app.
1: well hello welcome to family life podcast episode something rather i can't remember now what it is i think it's 30 something you're looking at me funny ash
0: (laughs) 30 wow 30
1: something yeah i'm not i'm i i mean all it takes is for me to actually just log on to the podcast app on my phone and just look at what the number of the last one was but i keep forgetting to do that after we record so here we are. Um,
0: Well hello everyone.
1: Hello well it's Alistair here and we have Ash our children's pastor Um, and um, we've we've literally just done one of our weekly meetings um, which goes over you know strategy and what God's saying and all of those kind of things and then suddenly putting on a microphone and pressing play and now we're kind of
0: diving into the podcast.
1: Diving into the podcast but suddenly it feels more formal now than it than it did five minutes ago but you know there it is that's kind of the nature of these things but um I really wanted to get you onto the podcast uh and chat about kids because uh well for many reasons we wanted to raise the profile of kids um and what God's doing among our our children at Catch Fire for for a long while but you've really been contending behind the scenes for that to happen right um, and as, as you should be um, but there was a conversation that we had the other day in our, in our sort of staff meeting and this, this was kind of the this was the tipping point for me I think and it was the question that we were we were working through was we had on the, on the whiteboard the phrase a family that encounters God's presence and extends the kingdom which is the, the one sentence describer of catch the fire
0: God's transforming presence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> A family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Like that's, that's who we are. And we were just looking in, our, in the team, all the different ministries and all the different leaders and saying, for the ministry that you lead or the area of the church's life that you've been sort of um, commissioned to, uh, to pursue, where on that sentence do you find yourself most comfortably or where, where do you feel like your, your, your ministry really sits? And so you and I were chatting, and i felt uh, i i i don 't know where this comes from, maybe it 's years of Sunday school in you know the Church of england or or i don 't know preconceptions. I was certain that you were going to answer that question and say well we 're about the family aspect we 're about you know making the kids feel like they belong and making the parents feel like secure in our in our um you know that we 're looking after their kids and the more families we get, the more of a family we get to be. I was expecting a bunch of those kind of things, which are all nice and good and, you know, thumbs up. But you didn't answer the question that way. No. (laughs) What was your answer?
0: My answer was that our main goal is for the kids to experience God's transforming presence. And that's what we say every single Sunday morning to the kids. Every Sunday we say to the kids, what are we here for today? Why are we here at church? We're here to experience God's transforming presence.
1: That's so good. And, and I know anyone who knows me um, knows that when I get excited about something, I tend to repeat it for like weeks on end. Um, so if I find a film that I like, I just have to tell everybody about it or if I hear a quote that I like. And this is one of those ones that for the last two or three weeks, I've just been constantly coming back and referring to it, within, at least in our discussions. Okay, that is exactly what the kids at uh, Catch the Fire Church should primarily be about. It's about encountering God's presence. And you know, I'm one of the leaders of the church, and I was thinking, Ash is going to say family. You know, like what the what on earth am I thinking? And I and it was a it was such a great stirrer shaker for me because I'm like, I'm so thrilled, pleased, reassured, um, excited that our children's pastor is far more excited about the kids encountering God's presence rather than having a nice sense of family and even you know that belonging and identity is so important but it's about encounter yeah. like why why is that your answer aside from all the obvious reasons why is yeah that your i answer? mean family
0: is important but at the end of the day um, if the kids don't the statistics show that if kids don't experience god's transforming presence and know him personally in a radical way for themselves before the age of 12 the the percentage likelihood of them to fall away and not follow god even if they grew up in church is is quite big mm. and so like we don't want kids to wait until they're 18 and they've gone away from the Lord to then come back as prodigals. We don't want that to happen. We want them to know him now as kids because there is no junior Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit mm. can do the same thing with the kids as he can do with the adults and he can meet them in exactly the same way. And so I really believe that every child should be able to hear God's voice, should be able to have a radical experience with him. And if you look at people like Benny Hinn and and and, and, and other people that we look up to in our, in our Christian faith, and in the Christian world they had experiences with the Lord when they were six, seven or eight years old and that's my prayer that these kids Uh, in fire kids are having dreams and visions now from the Lord and are recognizing this is the Lord speaking to them and so we we teach the kids regularly to soak and wait on God and to um, we pray for them while they're soaking to experience his presence so we also teach them how to hear God's voice we teach them how to journal they each have a journal with their name on it and so we do journaling almost every Sunday where they ask the Lord to give them pictures words um, and you know obviously they do need our help in like you know helping them to grow in that gift helping them to grow into asking god okay well i saw this picture but what does it mean and in the gifts of interpretation and stuff but they are in that process where they are going to god and asking and and each child is different and and some children are there already like this past sunday we asked the kids in firemakers class, you know, how does God want to use you? And immediately one girl, she was so excited. She was like, you know, I didn't even finish writing down the question in my journal. I already knew what the answer was, what God was saying. And she really felt like the Lord was telling her that she was going to be a preacher. And she was so excited about that, you know, and there might be other children where they're not quite sure what God is saying. And, but that's where we like talk to them and help them and say, well, what, what can you see? Or what can you hear and write it down and, and, you know what are you feeling and, and we can guide them in that process of journaling and hearing God's voice oh, so but curious. we just really want every every child to experience God because he's here now and it's when if when they experience him now in a real way that's when that will sustain their faith and yeah. they will keep growing with him and, and not move away from the Lord and that's
1: no different to an adult <laughs> if right. you experience God's presence it's going to draw you into the the orbit of who he is in your life rather than if you just experience excellent church right that you can drop away from you can fall away from if you know that that phrase you know everybody's one one encounter away from you know transformation in their life you know it's no different for an adult but what what do you feel um do you feel like there's any like preconceptions that you have to battle against or that you've historically had come up against from either you know the church or from parents or whatever about what what happens in those rooms about what the kids ministry is have you have have you had to contend against sort of what some preconceptions that people have thought about the ministry or what goes on in the room
0: yeah i mean i think some people obviously not everyone but some people in the past may have um you know treated kids ministry like it's just childcare or it's just like something to occupy the kids do some arts and crafts or something what so just so that adults can experience God but actually that is not what we're doing we're trying to get the kids to experience God we're trying to help them to experience God we are raising a supernatural generation and we want to train those kids to learn Mm -hmm. how to be praying themselves not just be receiving prayer from us as adults but for them to be leading the prayer for we want to train the kids to give not just to receive a prophetic word but to be hearing God and giving out the prophetic words themselves we want to train them to be intercessors to to um, be reading the word for themselves, that's why we encourage the kids at church to bring their own Bibles and not just picture Bibles, but an actual Bible in a, in a, we use the ICB translation, which is an international children's translation, so it's still translated from the original text, but it's translated in um, simpler English that the kids could understand so that when we read the story um, at, the mu- at the last few weeks we've been doing Joshua and Caleb and Rahab and we're reading these stories mm. they're reading it for themselves from the Bible um, we're not just like using a picture book to yeah, tell yeah. them the story
1: that's awesome I do you know what I I'm I just thinking of um, some of the conversations we've had about how the kids have responded, and little these little testimonies these little things that kind of um, have popped up over the weeks, and I was thinking about when you were talking about soaking um, of um, one one family's two two children um, they put up on Facebook or on a whatsapp message group these two these two children. Uh, lying down on a blanket or something on their living room floor with soaking music on, and the parents are saying the girls wanted to to soak tonight, um, like they do in Fire Kids, and looking at something like that, I'm like, that's just that's just beautiful. Like they wanna they wanna do it outside of the meeting. Like they caught it. They caught the heart of wanting to hear God's voice and connect. Like what? Tell me some other some other testimonies, some other things that i mean you said about the journaling about you know the the...
0: yeah i mean we've had we had like uh, a few months ago we had a a six-year-old who um had a dream and she knew that this dream was from the lord she woke up and she shared with her mom this dream and 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 in this dream like god was speaking to her about the salvation of her family and about the different members in her family and and their salvation and how they were going to be okay in times of trouble. And it was a very clear dream from the Lord. And I haven't asked for permission if I can share this on the podcast. Mm. I'm not going to share the details of the dream, but it was very clear that it was from the Lord. And um, as they were able to, she was able to talk to her mother about, they were able to pray for Mm. this family member and and for um, everyone in the family represented in the dream. And so it was just like amazing that Um, she's recognising, yeah, God is speaking to me because we've been talking for months about how God speaks to us and we've been saying that, you know, it's not just through pictures and words, but it's also through dreams and visions and and angelic visitations and all kinds of different things so that when these things happen to the kids, they're aware of them and they know that this is the Lord speaking to them.
1: That's so good. Talk to me about, um, uh, hey, we're in God's sovereign plan and and an answer to our prayers we're expecting a building to come soon what are you thinking about when you've got when you've got your kids space in the building like I've I haven't prepped you for this question but like what what are you what are you dreaming like once we've got that space and um, what what do people need to throw in yeah
0: it just would be amazing because um at the moment it does take time to set up the classrooms and stuff in the morning that takes time away from people um being able to spend more time in prayer on a Sunday morning. Um, we do have the pre-service team prayer, but it would be amazing if we had our own building and we don't need to set up because the classrooms are there and the team can just come and can just really pray through the room yeah. and can, the team could soak beforehand, before mm, the, the... the um service starts and so that when the kids come in the room, they immediately experience the yeah. presence of God already there in mm. the room. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. And just to be able to even have displays. So we've started um, four weeks ago taking an offering in Fire Kids for yeah. Um, yeah. KCP. and But just to be able to like have all the pictures of like what KCP do in Kenya and the children of Kenya like on have like one part of the classroom have a board where this is what who we're praying for and this is where yeah. our money is going and that's like a constant visual reminder for the kids so if we had that um, on a wall that be- because we have it's our room and we can do that then that would be mm. really nice so that they're it's constantly in their mind to pray and constantly know that this is who they're yeah. giving their money towards
1: i'll never forget when i was when i was a school teacher i was i was at my my first ever year two classes like six and seven year olds At the time, I was sponsoring a boy through a a Christian charity in Burma, and um, he had a very uh, typical sort of Burmese-sounding name. It wasn't wasn't like it wasn't called Steve. He had he had this kind of name that kind of you sort of just had to learn, you, you know and I remember um, my first year two class that they kind of went once I finished teaching them they went through the school and just as they were becoming year six and you know however four four years later five years later and they were getting ready to leave the school one little boy came up to me um, who I taught when he was six he was now 11 and he's like Mr Foreman what how's that how's and he said the name of the Burmese boy how's he doing how's how's things going and I thought man you've I've not taught you for four years, but you still
0: remember. But you
1: remembered, and you, you, and this little compassion thing has come out in you, and you've remembered that we used to pray for this boy and we used to lead this boy, and it was such a it's it such a small, brief little moment, but it was beautiful. And I was like, something got in your head there, and it taught you, and you know that you, you compassion was stirred in you, and I just, I, it was one of those things that made me think never, never underestimate what. You know they're going to take with them yeah Um and I, I my first encounter with with God and the Holy Spirit was I would think maybe six years old and it was in a high church very Anglo-Catholic Christmas carol concert and I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time nobody prayed for me nobody even told me it was the Holy Spirit I just know now what I was feeling yeah. and that has impacted me throughout my life that encounter and I just feel so, so stirred. I feel like your passion for the kids has reignited my passion for the kids. And now the Lord is saying, use what influence I have in the church to stir people to see what what God's doing in the kids. So I'm just so uh, full of expectation for what God's gonna do in this next season. And I think the kids have been Almost like they've been hidden, yeah. um, but there's an unveiling to come, yeah. um, and that that sounds like big sort of you know charismatic language. But I think they've been hidden and they're going to be seen.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and so just before we finish up, what what are your prayers right now? Like, what are, what are you yeah, praying my, for? Yeah, for my
0: praying for uh, my prayer is for all the families in our church, like to really get hold of um, modeling um, their life with the Lord in front of their kids. Um, And this is for myself. I'm speaking to myself included in this. Um, And it's just like, you know, you might have seen these things on Facebook where they say, if you want to teach a child to read, you read a book. So then your child will read. If you don't want your child to be constantly on a phone, then don't be on a phone constantly yourself. But it's the same thing in our Christian walk. Like we. Uh, I know for myself, sometimes I want to have my quiet time when my kids are at school because I want to have that quiet time undisturbed. and I want to read my Bible without them disturbing me. But actually, if all the times that I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible is when they're not around and they're not seeing me do it, then I'm not mm. modeling that to them and how are they going to grow in doing that. And so I really want to encourage all parents to really um, you know if you're praying tongues praying tongues in front of your children so that they can hear it and they can they can be accustomed to it so that when we start introducing that at fire kids that's not something that they've never heard or they don't know mm. what that is and um, when you read your bible and do your devotional do it with your children around you when you are you know even though it's not going to be as um, quiet maybe as it is if you yeah. did it by yourself but then you are modeling this for the next generation so that they are saying, yeah, my, I see my mum read her Bible, I see my dad read their Bible, I see them praying. So yeah. we're gonna, when we do it on Sunday at church, it's not just something that just they just do at church. Yeah. It's something that's just part of their life and part of their walk with God.
1: I know, that's really good. That's really good. And there's so many different ways we can extrapolate that out even beyond kids' ministry. But um, yeah, I, I, I want to finish um, just with a, just a scripture, um, that's kind of been in my in my mind a little bit but originally it came from actually I was doing a study on play and I was like, I wonder what the Bible says about play because uh, clearly it's in the DNA of every child yeah and then somehow in adults we then lose yeah. it or yeah. reassign it and I found this in Zechariah it's beautiful and um, so Zechariah 8 again the word of the Lord Almighty came to me this is what the Lord Almighty says I'm very jealous for Zion I am burning with jealousy for her this is what the Lord says I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the city of truth and the mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called the holy mountain. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each with a cane in hand because of his age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. And this is what the Lord says. It may seem marvelous to the remnant of the people of the time. Um. But will it seem marvellous to me says the Lord Almighty and then it, it, it goes on but that image of when the Lord returns and he he brings his redemption that there's going to be old people sitting in the city squares with their canes because they're their age and children playing, children playing and it's a yeah. sign of something to look out for that actually it's the Lord's heart that the children should be doing what the children are doing yeah. and being allowed to be to be free and to play and that is going to be a mark of the the returning king, you yeah. know, and I just think that's beautiful. And so, if you're listening to this, um, pray for our kids ministry. Pray for Ash. We we want team who want to see the presence of God move. Yeah, we, we want don't leaders. want babysitters. Yeah. Actually, if you think we need babysitters, then please don't apply. Yeah, because we want people who want to encounter God's presence. Now, we do actually have a staff position. Um, that's opening up just for Sundays a few hours a week on a a Sunday and that's to help you
0: yes we want someone who um, is musical in some way that could help with leading worship um, with the kids and yeah just help um, lead the kids into experiencing God's presence
1: cool so if that sounds like something you'd be up for it's a couple of hours uh, three or four hours on a Sunday morning get in touch with us in the office speak to a staff member but um, yeah ask yourself (laughs) do you want to be a in an environment, even if it's once a month, where you're encouraging worship and journaling and soaking and hearing the voice of God and inviting angels in to the room and seeing what happens,
0: yeah. and you're leaving a legacy for the next generation, hundred percent in their walk with the Lord, hundred
1: percent. And how much? How here's the thing that I'll, <laughs> if we're not selling it enough, how many inner healing sessions or prayer ministry lines or things do you come forward for to get healing for something that started when you were? ages 3 to 11, right? wouldn't it it have been so good to know the presence of God and to be able to run to Him, knowing that He's going to embrace you when you're that age, rather than just (laughs) as an adult go back and do a ton of healing on that age. To be part of that, um, I think it's just a a privilege. And so Father, we just, um, we bless our kids, we bless every single one of them, we bless all of the age groups um, we bless little treasures uh, we bless um, all of our team and we ask Lord yes, Jesus fine. that they would encounter your transforming presence and Lord for everybody who's listening who maybe even thinks that kids uh, I don't have space for kids in my life you know the kids ministry Lord would you put a uh, Father would you stir us all to pray for the children in our church To even just yes, when we Father. see them on a Sunday and they're charging around to remember Lord that you, you love them and when you come home you know rend the clouds and you come um in your glory god that one of the signs is that children will be free to be playing and enjoying the life that you've given them yes Um, and that's you're expecting to see that and so lord would we steward these kids we look after them and protect them well would you bless ash and her ministry in jesus name
0: amen amen amen
1: cool thanks everybody have an amazing week and um, thank you see you soon